Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I think the most accurate word to describe the past year in our industry has been unpredictable. With the global pandemic still rocking the hair and beauty industry across the globe and with most closing their doors at some point or other, I think it's really important to remember that we always need to be prepared for anything. And a huge aspect of that, which I saw the salon owners that I work with struggle with in lockdown especially, was keeping their clients engaged. Hair and beauty professionals thrive in that one-on-one client-facing environment. So when we're stripped of this ability, it's super scary to say the least. That's why today I'm chatting with Danny Everson. Now, Danny is an owner and a skin entrepreneur who specializes in super creative and popular ways of engaging with her clients during the pandemic, but also in everyday life. So tune in today to hear Danny's best advice on engaging clients and how to keep clients loyal to your salon business, not only in lockdown, but in everyday business. Let's meet Danny. Danny, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with, well, where are you in the world and what do you do and how did you get to be doing just that? I'm in Denver, Colorado, and I've been behind the chair for 17 years, um, a salon owner for the past 10, and a two-time salon owner for the past four. Uh, It took me, I mean, apprenticing and just working with a lot of amazing people in the industry to kind of gain all the expertise I have to be where I'm at. Amazing. So uh, the purpose of our chat today is really to talk about uh, surviving and thriving in this ongoing pandemic kind of wor- uh, world um, and this constant open shut environment that we're living in you know at a couple of days notice we can be shut down again um, and so I really want to talk about how do we engage our clients how do we keep them loyal what are the things we have to consider because it's a bumpy road so let's, let's start with this. Tell, tell me a little bit about your own journey uh, with your salons throughout the pandemic and, and the ups and downs that that's brought. Well, back in March, I really just never thought it was going to happen. I, I thought maybe we were going to have to socially distance and wear masks. But when we got that notice that we had to shut our doors, it, it, I mean, it floored me and it floored everyone. We weren't prepared. Um, between the two salons, I have about 45 to 50 people on staff. Um, And so we were closed for a full eight weeks and every single day we would check the news, see what's happening. If there's anybody that's gonna put out a notice that we can begin to open our doors again. And then we got, I think it was only like eight days notice from when the governor in Colorado said that we could open. Um, We had to get a plan in place really fast and and open hard. So it was, it, everything seemed very all of a sudden. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's been a bumpy road since, right? Open, shut, open, shut. We don't know what's happening. Now, we're very lucky where I am in New Zealand uh, and even in Australia. For the most part, we're operating primarily open as if nothing much is going on. But every now and then we get a, uh, a wee breakout in a, in a local area and we have to be prepared to be shut. So I'm really keen to talk about what are some of the things that uh, we can do to engage not only our team, um, but really primarily our clients and keep our clients um, engaged, remember that we exist, how do we ensure that they come back when we are open. Uh, this is a tricky territory and I think you've got some good strategies up your sleeve, so I'm really keen to hear about them. So let's talk about um, what are some of the strategies that we should adopt and think about for our clients? Well, I mean, a good one that we tried out was a Zoom tutorial. So what we had done is we had a lot of Instagram takeovers on our um, Instagram page. Everyone's on their phone just staring at, you know, the news, Instagram, Facebook. And so we started teasing that we might do a Zoom tutorial and just have as many people that could possibly want to sign up. And it was outrageous, the response we got. We did, I want to say four during um, the actual shutdown. Um, our second one sold out in nine minutes. And so we did anything. We It was a great way to keep our staff engaged because they could think about what they feel most passionate about. Um, so it could be you know, a makeup tutorial. It could be easy updos, braids, really anything. And then we had a lot of guests that would show up just in their bathrobes and their <laughs> bathrooms and you know you could tell that they had a glass of wine they felt comfortable they some of them turned their cameras off most of them kept them on but it was super engaging and again it was a way to give our staff something to do during the pandemic um, and to feel important and to keep connection with our guests I think that word connection is is the key word right whether it's uh, us with our team team with the clients us and the clients and the team all together I think when we're in a lockdown environment um, that is the key word that we're looking for and I think that's what it makes it successful they wanted to they want to connect with the community um, and if you can be the person that provides that for them um, then we stay top of mind as a business and a brand and they really appreciate it right oh my gosh yes I mean it's Honestly, it was the loneliest I've ever felt and the most connected all at the same time being through the pandemic. So yeah, I mean, if we can do the same with our guests, then we're winning. Yeah, for sure. Now you mentioned something else that you did I thought was pretty cool, um, some curated boxes. Talk to me about that. Yeah, we actually weren't the ones that did it. There was a uh, salon just a couple blocks away from us and the owner said she had such a great um, turnout. So what they did is they did like a luxury face box and then a more low low key face box um, so it has like sheet masks and then they kind of customize what to put in the box dependent on the client's skin type and so they you know threw in candles and whatever to make it kind of fit the ambiance and so they were able to give their clients a customized box to open up at their leisure and kind of you know remember remember who they normally see when they're not in a pandemic. Um, that same salon was able to do it with uh, hair color, which I know is kind of controversial. Some salons, we were on the side that just did not want to um, have a color correction when we came back. But I do know a lot of salons had a really great, great time doing a customization for their boxes. 
Um, I saw another California spa do something in the same token. Um, they did it more for pedicures and it was just really cool. You know, you can put a lot of little key touches in there to keep your clients remembering all the reasons why they normally come back to you. Yeah, I think um, the emergence of online purchasing, I mean, it exploded all around the world at that particular point, but particularly for the hair and beauty industry, it's forced us to be able to sell online, whether it's uh, curated boxes, color, retail items. Uh, I've seen people expanding their whole product range to be able to do that and have those things delivered. So I think it's been, it's been an expensive, but a positive turn for the industry to really force us to meet, you know, uh, meet our clients, what they're experiencing from other brands or other businesses or other industries. And we've been able to match that, which has been really, really great. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing about Birchbox years ago, where it's just a bunch of different brands that come in one box together and you get to experience something different every month. And it's, it's great that now individualized salons can kind of take part into that experience. Yeah, there's been uh, quite a few I've seen uh, salons put together their home care regime on uh, a membership and it gets sent every uh, and they can personalize it to six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, however long the product range lasts and just have it on automatic. It takes it away from the team member having to remember to upsell and resell and all of those things and just put the client on automation uh, and the control being held by the salon rather than the team member. I love that for convenience of the client, but also for reoccurring revenue for the salon. Yeah, for sure. I know everyone, I feel like self-care went up skyrocketing during the pandemic, which everyone's on Zoom calls, looking at themselves, wanting to feel good. So it's great. <laughs> So true. From the chest up. <laughs> we need to look great. <laughs> All right. Um, something you've been working on for a long time. Um, I really want you to share with us, uh, with the word connection in mind, you've been working on a little project to stay connected with your clients. Do you want to share that with us? What was the problem that you saw or the opportunity that you could see that needed to be solved for the clients that you served? And uh, what's been the net result of that? Yeah, so like I said, I've owned a salon for 10 years, but only a spa side of that for the last four. And when I opened up the salon and spa, I thought it was going to be very similar to owning a salon that you tell your guests to use a shampoo and conditioner, and it's very intuitive. Um, however, what I found was there was a huge pain point with consistency and approach for after having a relaxing service with um, you know, a skincare provider then you have to tell them what seven products you want them to go on on a ritual. You know, twice a week, you want someone to use an exfoliant and then every day you use a cleanser and a toner, but maybe you have SPF in the morning and a heavier one at night. And then there's twice a week like retinols and once a week, week a mask. And again, there's just no consistency. Um, all my estheticians were writing things on sticky notes, but that can only go so far. You know, as far as me, it gets lost all the time. Um, so the more I felt as a spa owner and I felt as a consumer, I felt very good when I was in the spa. I felt very confused when I was at home. Um, so this has been a two-year process of me creating a skincare app called Skin For You that really is the first of its kind. It's a relationship tool 
that's going to help build loyalty and trust and really, again, connection for the guest when they're outside of the spa. It's almost like an esthetician in your pocket. I love that. So the client has the first engagement and connection with you in the spa, but you stay in touch now with the client in between visits, ensuring yeah. they know what to do, when to do it, how often to do it, and what that looks like. Yeah, so there's um, there's a lot of features to it, but really it, it is to keep the guest and the um, esthetician and the spa more closely connected. So for example, the client can have a diary feature of they can rate their skin, how they're liking it, what products they're using. They get put on a ritual morning and night so they know which days to use what products, how much, when they expire, when the shelf life should be, um, and they can rate their skin. But then on the flip side, the esthetician can log on, see how the client is using the product, see how they're rating their skin, um, and they can then make different recommendations or you know, they can have that opportunity that the client can say, hey, listen, I liked my skin when I left, but it's peeling and very dry. And the esthetician, which normally may not have given out their cell phone or their email, will have the opportunity to explain to them that retinol can do that sometimes, or perhaps send a picture through the app and then realize that it's actually an allergic reaction. And so it just strengthens that relationship between the esthetician and the client. A direct portal of communication uh, along the skin journey. Yes. And because of COVID, I had to pivot quite hard. Our, um, our company that we were using actually fell apart um, during COVID. And so I had to pivot and get a new company to make this app for me. Um, but in doing so, I also realized that we're missing an opportunity where someone might not feel comfortable coming into a spa because of COVID, because they moved for many different reasons. Um, so also in this app, they're going to be able to have um, um, FaceTiming um, capability. And so they can have basically a virtual appointment with their esthetician. I love this. Please tell me that you will eventually pivot to solve the same problem for hair. <laughs> no, it just, I, I'm such a skincare junkie that I felt like this made more sense. And there's nothing really on the market for just skincare. There's a lot of things on the market for hair, but yeah, this would actually work well for hair too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Putting my order in now, please. <laughs> um, but one thing at a time. Um, all right, I really love this, that you're providing a portal, a connected portal directly, uh, salon to spa, uh, sorry, client to salon, um, and to stay connected on that journey. So everybody wins, right? And I think this is a valuable investment. There's a little bit of time required from uh, the team member, but I think that's a valuable um, investment of time in that client experience. Yes, I would imagine so. Amazing. All right, well, please keep us informed for, I know you're about to launch very soon. Uh, please let us know when you do, because we'd love to get our hands on it and um, get amongst it. Please let us know, will you? Definitely. Amazing. All right, as a business owner, tell me, uh, what is a quote or a mantra that keeps you going forward, moving in momentum or, or sane as the case may be sometimes? <laughs> um, I love the one that says, you are not the work you do, you are the person you are. Because I know as a mother and friend and wife and business owner, sometimes I put so much into what I do and it doesn't define me and I have to remind myself that all the time. I love that. It's kind of like, to me, it reminds me that yeah that we have this we have two lives 
And I think as business owners, sometimes they can get merged into one, but the line gets very blurry between when we're a professional person and, a, and the real human that we are. That reminds us to remember to nurture the real, the real life that we have outside of our business. Yes, Love it. Sure. What is a book, a podcast, a resource, or something that you've engaged with recently or regularly that every salon owner should get their hands on? Um, I like that book, Girl Boss. I know it's a tried and true. It's been out for a really long time. Um, I just like Sophia's journey of how she started very slow and then became quite, quite someone to look up to. Um, and I actually had the opportunity to see her speak at Girl Boss Rally a couple years ago. And it was right after um, her entire business just went bankrupt and she was very vulnerable. And it was it was, I almost want to say more amazing seeing her in that state and hearing all the wisdom that she had and being brave enough to get up there and talk about her failures, not only her successes. So I really love that story. Amazing. Uh, we'll make sure that we link up that book in the show notes of this podcast. Danny, thank you for sharing your words of wisdom, your, your tips. I really look forward to uh, seeing your app being out there in the world and, um, seeing more salon owners make the most of that opportunity. I appreciate the time that you've given us today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Now, I know people are going to want to stalk you, find you. Let us know your dub, dub, dub and your socials. Where can we find you? So our salon is clementinesdenver.com. My skincare app is skin4u.com, all spelled out. Um, our Instagram handle is clementines underscore salon. And the skincare app is skin for you app. Amazing. Thank you. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's session. Thank you so much, Danny, for hanging out with me. I'd love to know what was your biggest takeaway from today's chat, what resonated. And remember, come and join me in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. Otherwise, you know where to find me. I'm always a messenger. DM me. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you. Same time, same place next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.